Well, hello and welcome to the Leadership Podcast. And what is the last episode of this second season where we've been talking about leadership and justice? We hope you've enjoyed the episodes and we're going to be back in the new year with a new season. Don't worry, but make sure you're subscribed and following us on social media. We don't want you to miss out of anything that's going on on the Leadership Podcast. This is our third Leadership Lessons episode and we're looking back as usual on our interview with Tim Morfin and sharing some further thoughts on that. I was really inspired by how humble he was despite all the amazing stories and progress that we heard of um, TLG. Um, and also just how he pointed everything back to Jesus there. Let's have a listen to what Tim said. At the end of the day, we have to come back to the difference that walking with Jesus makes. And so, yeah, we have some skills and yeah, we try and bring that to bear in life but ultimately you know we are always leading from a place of weakness TLG is so not about the people it is so much about who God is and you know that is is our story and so when I kind of think about leading and particularly as we've talked about justice and we've talked about some of the inequalities then I think of you know the words of Isaiah Chapter one, verse 17 says, learn to do right, seek justice, defend the oppressed, take up the cause of the fatherless and plead the case of the widow. And I think if that characterizes our leadership, then actually our organizations will thrive. You know, we will find that we build healthy cultures that people want to be part of and we're able to serve each other and to serve the communities and the children and families around us. Really interesting how Tim mentioned there, Sim, about leading from our weakness. How, how can we stay humble and focused on Jesus uh, as we lead? Yeah, uh, I love that piece that Tim said at the end there. For me, it made the whole interview just wrap up beautifully. The, the fact that for him it was so important about who God is and how he leads in that um, authentic manner. And, and, and for me, to be like Jesus is leading in a humble manner. I mean, Jesus was, was the one who, who set the bar on servant leadership, who washed the feet of his disciples, but more importantly, washed the, the feet of his enemy. Uh, Judas was about to betray him and he washed his feet. I always find that a fascinating part of the story. We just... Yes, he washed their feet, but he didn't just wash the feet of the people he liked, his friends. He washed the feet of people he didn't, you know, were going to betray him and let him down. And I, and I think that staying humble is, is about an attitude, about endeavoring to lead like Jesus did, to walk like Jesus did, to, to keep our eyes fixed on him rather than sometimes the challenges around us. I think sometimes as leaders, we can get so hung up on what's going on around us, either our personal circumstances, the organization we're trying to lead, that we forget the very person we're trying to lead like. And, and Jesus was always out of humility. He did what he saw the father doing, the Bible tells us. And how do we stay authentic and real? How do we be honest about our weakness and be real in front of people? Um, I always think it's a great question as a leader. Um, when is it right to be open and transparent about some of your weaknesses? And when is it actually the right time to 
to portray strength and say, no, we need to have clarity here. It isn't always right to, um, you know, just just drop all your personal circumstance in front of your team, you know, or just or just let your church community know all the things that are going wrong. It's not always appropriate. Um, just because it's true doesn't mean it has to be said. And but everything that we say should be true. How do we make that, you know, effective? And I think it's about choosing our moments, um, whether we're one on one with a member of our team, whether we are speaking to a large crowd. Um, and, and how do we bring our humility as a helpful learning point and not just um, just making us look better? I think sometimes we can use our humility stories to impress. And we've got to ask the honest question, are we really trying to become more like Jesus or are we trying to get a few more likes on our social media feed or, you know, a bit fewer claps from the audience listening? You know, so are, are we using our weaknesses as a tool or are we using our weaknesses as an opportunity to learn how to lead better and more like Jesus? Does that, does that make sense at all? Yeah, it makes sense. Although I'm sure you don't need any more likes on socials, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, yes, and we could have about social media at some point. Um, but but yeah, I guess, it, go on. Um, well, I was just thinking that it can be quite freeing, can't it, sometimes to, you know, well, maybe I should start the other way. It, it can be quite pressured or, you know, often it's very pressured to be a leader, especially in Christian leadership. And um, there can be real pressured moments and, and um, that that sense of you know, doing it for God and doing it for Jesus can add more pressure sometimes. But when we realise that Jesus is our example and he is, as you said, the ultimate example of, serv- of service and leadership um, and also that it's his work that we're doing, um, we don't need then to have all the answers. All we need to do is to point people towards him. And I've, I remember several conversations I've had with other leaders over the years, you know, and actually when you realize that as a leader, suddenly the pressure can just drop off and you know that actually you, you have the best person on your side, right? So, and the best example to show, and it doesn't, it means that you don't have to be perfect and you can be humble about, you know, the things that you have done and the achievements and the progress you've made um and and also you know people yeah you're you're not the ultimate you're not the ultimate example there there's there's someone that you're just always pointing people to absolutely Um, absolutely i found it really interesting though that you kind of immediately sort of brought that into oh humility vulnerability because they are they go hand in hand don't they you know as, as a leadership as well like you know it's not all about saying oh well it's all Jesus because you know you've got lived experience of leading too and you're also when we think about leading through crisis and through you know, the pandemic that we're still going through like there are moments aren't there and there are some times we were talking just before we started recording like there are some times where you need to stand up and be the hero as the leader. But then there's other times when actually that's really not what people need <laughs> and yeah. they need someone to go to be real and say, well, I'm walking yeah. through this too and we can do this together. Let's just share a little bit about what you said before, before we started recording, Tim, about, about those different roles that a need, need, leader needs to play. Yeah, I just think there are different stages and there are different levels of relationships. So I think there are some times where in a crisis like we talked about and we've been through as a, as a nation still going through, I think people need their leaders to step up. And that, that's almost a heroic response of going, actually, I, I, I can give you confidence 
and and to that's not the time to sort of express I don't know what I'm doing I don't know where we're going I've got no plans got no clues what people need is clarity and there is a time where you have to almost some someone suck up some of the, the natural uh, worries and fears you you have and so actually knows there's almost a heroic season but that's not helpful all the time if you stay at that level it actually becomes um, un unreal. No, everyone knows that's not possible to continue and maintain that level. And so then there comes a season where you have to then almost, you come down again and you connect with people and you empathize, you understand what they are going through. And, and there's almost like a cycle. I mean, for me, humility isn't about, um, you know, being sort of almost down on yourself all the time. It's about almost that kind of understanding of, of yourself and understanding of others and how we serve the best possible way and knowing when to step up and when to step back, when to encourage a colleague and when to actually tell them, actually, this is going to be done differently. And I think that's that humility isn't always just about less of yourself. You know, it's, it's always about promoting others at the right time and, and making sure we're doing that effectively. We don't always bring scripture into this, but I've got a, a scripture from Galatians 6 that I think is really quite helpful, this story around weakness, especially in the area of justice. I mm -hmm. think we talk about justice and what we mustn't do with justice and where we're trying to help people is do it with arrogance, that I'm better than you. Um, if you're poor or if you're unwell, if you're needy, then that makes me the hero because I'm helping you. I think humility and hero heroism can go together. How do we do that? How do we walk with people, serve people, rather than do things to people so we feel better than that, you know, about ourselves? Because by helping someone else, we've proved that we are in a better position. We've we've put them in their place almost. Rather than I think the Bible is very clear, we we elevate others. We love our neighbor as ourselves. And Galatians says this is quite pointed. Uh, the Paul who writes this letter to the church in Galatians says this: if you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. That's what it says. <laughs> um, pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. And I think that's really important when it comes to humility. It's not about comparing ourselves to others. It's not about, um, you know, thinking of ourselves greater than we should. It's about service to others it's making sure we're doing a good job with what we've been asked to do and not complain with others, people haven't done their job properly or pointing fingers, which we see a lot of online on social media, people blaming people, you know, say well, it's their fault. If they do that, behave this way, I'm not going to behave this way. Actually, we're responsible for our actions. And I love that bit. And we're not that important. Mm. <laughs> There's humility for you. Yeah. Oh, I'm really <laughs> glad that you brought that in because, um, yeah, it's, um, what I reflected on from what Tim said was actually, yeah, you know, he, he told so many great stories, but he wasn't, he wasn't taking any of the credit for them <laughs> really. And you as the interviewer saying, Oh, award-winning leader, you know, Tim Morfin, you know, he, he's like the antithesis of that, the way that he came across on the interview, which I found, which I found really, really genuine and, and, um, and kind of almost touching to, to hear him, hear him speak. Um, but I did, I did sort of reflect on some of those stories and go, oh, well, there's, there's a kind of, it's easy to fall into the trap of going, oh, you know, um, I'll just get a grant from my council and build a million pound headquarters. <laughs> or on the one hand, or, you know, just go, oh, the vision is going to be brilliant and it's just going to happen. And on the other hand, 
just get totally overwhelmed by hearing a story like that and go, well, that could never happen to me. So why should I even try kind of thing? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I certainly, I think I struggle in you know day-to-day -day life sometimes to draw the balance between, oh, you know, for example, my business, this is what I wanted to do, but we're not really there yet. And, you know, I just have to do the day-to-day -day stuff. And, you know, how do you hold on and, and draw that balance between, you know, I've had this vision and this is where, you know, we, we want to be and this is what we could do and it's all good. But the day-to-day -day life is mm, not quite there yet. Um, yeah, how, how, how have you dealt with that, Sim? What's your, what can you share on that? This, this is quite, um, I think it's personality driven, some of this. Um, many of us will have our preferences. So I tend to, to think about the future a lot. I live in the future. I love vision. I, I live opportunity, possibility. I'm always very excited about the next season, which is which is useful, but it's also a dangerous game because then you you never live in reality. You never live in the everyday. And other people just love the moment. They love being with people in the present and they're great at that. And other people just love, you know, wallowing in history, you know, remembering either the good old days or where it all went a bit wrong. And I think for me, I would just say, like you're saying about balance, it, it is that that balance, that tension about making sure that you have got a future plan but you are very much in the present and you're still learning from your past. And I think one of the, the secrets that now I was listening to Tim in that interview was that Tim was ready for the opportunity and he, and he, and he adapted quickly. So when there was an opportunity that came to him, he then was able to be so present in the conversation. He was able to think, actually, could we ask for more? And he had a bigger vision for the future. He wasn't limited by his existing vision. He was able to adapt and I think there's that balance between are you prepared to do um, even that verse I just read, you know, doing your own work, getting the job well done. But at the same time, are you prepared to be flexible when the opportunity arises? And as Christian leaders, are we prepared to be listening to what is the spirit of God saying while I'm doing this? Am I so fixed in this is my vision? This is my five year plan. This is my you know working week, my schedule, my diary it's fixed these are the in emails i've got to answer or are we building time into our day to pause and it doesn't have to be long just to pause and going god what are you saying in this conversation this moment and to make sure that we are always doing vision and and and, and can i just add this as well just being really honest you know i had a, a lovely challenge from my team just a couple of weeks ago maybe three weeks ago they said i don't think you're telling the vision enough of our church and I, I asked, what do you mean? They said, well, we feel like we've just lost a little bit of the connection between the vision and our day-to-day -day activity. And so just a week or so ago, I got all our staff team together and we spent a morning just re-looking at the vision. Why do we do what we do? And I had, as somebody who's passionate about this stuff, had subtly just over time, let it slip. And suddenly we're just doing jobs for the sake of doing jobs. We don't really know what, why are we feeding the hungry? Why are we helping those in debt? Why are we running Sunday services? You know, why do we have small groups? Why do we do have a teaching program on a, on a Sunday? What's the purpose? And to go back and rediscover the why is so important. And so you almost need to build it into your rhythms of your week, of your day, of your month, of your, your year, uh, to making sure that you're, you're staying on track but you're also, like you say, delivering the day-to-day -day as well. Does that, is that helpful, Ed? Does that kind of, have, does this kind of, you know, sum things up well for you? Yeah, I mean, I personally, I'm a real planner. <laughs> so I can, I can definitely fall into that trap of do, 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 and never sort of reflect. Um, so actually, for you to say, well, oh, 
why don't you plan some time in to hear what God's saying or to reflect on where you want to go? Well, you know, that fits into my plan. I can plan it. So that's yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's definitely talking to talking to me. Yeah. And um paying careful attention to your own work, as it says in that passage you read out, for then you'll get the satisfaction of a job well done. And it's cliched, isn't it? But it's like it's an it's another brick in the wall, and every day you're building the wall towards that wonderful mansion, that brilliant vision that you've that you've had. Um yeah. But interestingly there, you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. That verse ends up yes. as well. And yeah. that is definitely another trap that it's easy to fall into, isn't it? That kind of, yeah. oh, but Tim Morphin got all that funding and built on a massive headquarters, you yeah. know, like, or Sims Church and their vision is incredible. Like, you know, how could we ever do that? You know, and so that, that comparison one is a really big one in our day and age, I think, because of social media and all, all that kind of thing. But uh yeah, so yeah, that that verse that you Galatians, well, Galatians, Galatians six, six yeah. one to one to Galatians six, seven. three to five, three to five. For those who want to look it up again, so yes, I, I I think these things are so important, and I and I think keeping our eyes on on Jesus, recognizing our gaps, like you say, you're a planner, I'm more, I would say, a visionary kind of you know dreamer about what could be. We need both, and and we must never assume that the way we work is the only way to work. I found. The Enneagram is a helpful conversation. We could do it another time on another episode, but recognizing the different strengths we all bring is really important. And I would, I would love us um, just to make sure that we are keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, but also looking and leaning on each other and the different strengths that we have. Um, anything else to add, Ed, before I wrap this up? No, just to say, really love this series. Um, great to hear from Tim and Deborah and Mike um on on justice i think we've covered some really challenging and interesting topics uh and looking forward to being back in the new year and hope everyone who's listening to this has a great christmas amazing and if people uh have got some sort of ideas of topics or people they'd love us to interview can they get in touch with us ed would that be useful yeah absolutely drop us an email at um hello at the leadership podcast.uk um and uh yeah, or, or, or drop a note on social media. That would be fine as well. Or get to us. And we would love to, to connect with, um, with others and hear your thoughts and questions and ideas of who you'd like us to talk to. Well, thanks, Ed. Uh, well, that's it for this episode and for this season. Thank you so much at home for listening and being part of the Leadership Podcast. Just as a quick reminder, you can sign up for the Leads Hub online where you'll find free resources, bonus content, or you can join our Facebook group to connect with other leaders and follow us on social media or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We're going to be back in a few weeks' time with a new season in the new year. Can't wait to be with you again. Bye.